In today's passage from Luke's Gospel, Jesus comes almost to the end of his great teaching discourse known as the Sermon on the Plain. We have been hearing sections of this discourse for the last several Sundays. And there is much in Jesus' teaching here that aims to explode our assumptions about the good life. He begins, blessed are you poor, woe to you who are rich. He exhorts us to love our enemies, to turn the other cheek when they attack, to lend money expecting no repayment. In all this teaching, Jesus is inviting us into a new reality, the reality of God's kingdom, where justice and charity really do rule the day. He is inviting us to stretch toward that new and startling kind of life through conversion now and to experience its full blessedness in the life to come. In today's passage, by contrast, Jesus turns to the everyday challenges we all face, and he gives some very practical, down-to-earth directions. Home truths, expressed with pungency, with strong images meant to stick in our minds. To stick in our minds so that we can remember and follow them when we're in a jam, as we so often are. We all know about the blind leading the blind. This image has become, from this very teaching of Jesus, a common expression in our own language because it describes so well what happens all the time. Haven't we all been in a group, in a family, in a business, in a school, where the person entrusted with leadership is charging off in the wrong direction? Haven't we all listened to a teacher who just can't see the main point, much less teach it to others? And maybe we've been that leader or that teacher. So Jesus says, stop, look, don't stumble on like a person who can't see you're going to fall into a ditch. Which blindness brings us to the beam in your own eye? Think of this, a great, long, heavy house beam sticking out of your eye. It hurts even to imagine this, so the image sticks in our minds. To remind us how, before finding fault with everyone and everything, we need to take an inventory of our own faults and blind spots, which may be as glaringly obvious to everyone around us as a great wooden beam. And if we've done this inventory honestly, the faults of others will begin to appear more clearly. <clears throat> And then, about judging. 
Look at someone's actual behavior, not at the words, which may be no more than wishful self-presentation or rank hypocrisy. How well we know this, but also how easily we are deceived by honeyed words and deceive others too. Good behavior comes from a good inner character. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. Good fruit comes from good trees. Now, these home truths are not at all original to Jesus. He teaches them in common with many teachers of Jewish wisdom and with teachers in the Greek and Roman worlds of his own era as well. Some of the same teachings come up in today's first reading from the Old Testament wisdom book of Sirach. Now it's true that there is something very individual about the way Jesus expresses the teachings, something that's a bit over the top and yet going right to the heart of who we really are, something that hooks its way into our hearts and our memories. And the source of this very distinctive way of teaching is in fact that particular individual person who walked the ground in first century Palestine, Jesus of Nazareth. We can hear his own particular voice. But there's more that is different and special about these home truths Jesus takes from the, summit, from the common stock of wisdom than just his distinctive expressiveness. Authentic wisdom teachers the world over base their teaching on the desire to have a good character and to achieve a happy life. So far, so good. Jesus does not undercut these goals. He assumes them, but he harnesses them to a higher goal, the goal of coming to eternal life in joy and blessedness with God. So here, in Jesus' Sermon on the Plain, the basic moral precepts, don't be judgmental, take honest stock of yourself, look at others realistically through their actions, these all become preconditions to that conversion of life that brings our minds and hearts and wills into God's kingdom of charity and justice, the kingdom into which Jesus is inviting us throughout his ministry. But there is more to Jesus' harnessing and redirecting of these home truths. And it flows from who he is, from the teacher himself. The Jesus who gives such pungent expression to these teachings is in fact God's own self come into the world, reaching out to us in our blindness and brokenness and bondage to sin, 
and in our fragile life in the shadow of death. God's Son recognizes that we cannot succeed in this moral effort on our own. And so in his passion and death and resurrection, he releases us from bondage to sin and death. The victory is won. And yet, recognizing that even after this, we continue to stumble and fall into ditches, he founds the church as an instrument of grace and fellowship. He leaves us with his word to guide us and his spirit to inspire us. And he gives us his body and blood to nourish and strengthen us. So these home truths in today's gospel about seeing clearly and judging realistically are good worldly wisdom, yes. But they are also the first steps on, on the way to a life of blessedness to which God calls us. And Jesus offers not only clear and memorable words of guidance, but also the spiritual tools we need to practice them. Today, tomorrow, always. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.